Welcome to the Bear Ash Podcast, the stupidest podcast on the internet. I'm Manny. And I'm Chase. And we review cigars and read other people's dumb reviews of those cigars that we're smoking. And today, we have a very special cigar that I know very little about, but it tastes delicious. It is the drum roll. Brother of the Leaf. The bro- this is the brother. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at the wrong cigar. Uh, the brother of the leaf. <laughs> did you light the correct cigar, Manny? I did. I was I was looking at the wrong piece of cellophane to look at what the proper name is. Hold on. Is this it? Yes, the brother of the leaf Corona Gorda. That's correct. The Corona Gorda is a six inch by forty six ring gauge. Um, I believe they make this in three different sizes. I do not have those sizes directly in front of me but uh yeah this is a cigar by drew estate one of our faves or our fave i would say my fave at least maybe i should stop saying fave no Um, it sounds really cool when you do it oh does it Mm -hmm. all the kids are saying fave nowadays it's my fave yo yeah it's on fleek yeah so we did decide i mean it's it's a you know it's, it's a decent size good six inches um so we did decide to light it Prior to starting to record, just, you know, just out of consideration to those who want to waste their time listening. Yeah. Sorry yes. about all that. Um, yeah. Also, uh, please um, slander us on public media. So Instagram is Barash Podcast or at Barash yes. Podcast or whatever you call it. Go get us. <laughs> oh, I have the three sizes here if you're curious. Oh, Yeah. Uh, so there's um, the Corona Gorda that we have, a 6-inch by 46 ring gauge. There's the Lancero, which is a 7-inch by 38 ring gauge. Nice. And there's the Corona, the five and a quarter inch by 42 ring gauge. Yeah, and I actually haven't smoked this cigar in this size. I've only smoked the Corona before. Oh, and even then you said it was a pretty strong little cigar, huh? Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a powerhouse, as they call it. I got to admit, I was a little nervous. Because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, here's the thing, this is a big cigar, and if it's too strong for my little weak palate, and my weak little baby stomach, with my baby little lips, um, with my DSLs, I didn't want to have to like, your widow baby, I didn't want to have to put this cigar halfway down, I'd feel bad, you gifted me this beautiful cigar, so I was a little intimidated by your uh, report that it was the strongest cigar on earth, perhaps in the universe. I don't know that that was my report, but I did say it was a fairly strong cigar. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, this cigar thing. is uh, made up of Nicaraguan fillers. It is a Connecticut shade binder and a Connecticut broadleaf Maduro wrapper. And it is awesome so far. Yeah, it's got a, got a little bit of spice to it, no? Well, when I first lit mine about, you know, what, five minutes ago, it started off with quite a bit of spice and pepper, if mm. you will. Um, and yes, I was, and when I first lit, I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> but it actually kind of mellowed out a little bit. It's delicious right now. It's, it's, it's much, uh, I would say smoother or more well blended now that I've gotten a little into it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, to me, it still has a little bit, a little bit of spice. It's, it's kind of a dry, it leaves a dry taste in your mouth, at least for me. Um, kind of a drier, just real, I mean, in my mind, very traditional tobacco flavor. It doesn't have a ton 
Like it is a little spicy. Um, I do get a little creaminess on the retro hail um, that I don't really taste in just smoking it normal. But you're not a normal man. Mm. It's delicious, though. A little sweetness, almost like vanilla. Mm-hmm. A little creamy vanilla. Oh, yeah, now you're talking. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, Manny, when you say you don't know much about this cigar, do you know anything about this cigar? <clears throat> I know. Um, it's Drew Estate. It is? I know you gave it to me. <laughs> yes, that's. I guess you could count that as knowledge of the cigar. And I've seen it on the Instagram posts of a couple of people that follow us. Other than that, I know absolutely nothing about it. I'm on the interwebs now looking to see if there's any reviews, which there yeah, are. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there are. There's not a ton in my mind for the cigar. Um, but uh, this cigar was originally blended by Drew Estate for... There is a online forum, cigar forum, called Brother of the Leaf or Brothers of the Leaf. Um, so this actually was blended specifically for that crew of cigar smokers. Um, I don't know the exact details of the story behind it, but if they were just asking for a blend or if they were just big fans of Drew Estate, so Drew Estate decided to do it. But, I mean, it didn't take very long for them to put it out into the regular production. So it might have been another one of those, like, hey, here's a great marketing idea. We'll say this was for, you know, this this group of people and then just throw it out there for everyone. Um, but, yeah, that's why it's named Brothers of the Leaf is uh, because it is named after that uh, that cigar form. I'm listening. I just had to open a window. Oh, is it getting a little smoky for you? Yeah, a little bit. Nice. It's, it's, it is pretty smoky. Yeah, it, it's putting off a lot of smoke. And I don't mind it, but this has kind of a funky aroma, no? It does. Like, I don't think uh, my wife would like that smell very much. No, it smells like a strong cigar. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how would you describe the aroma? Let me get a whiff here. Here. A little bit of gasoline, diesel fuel. What the? <laughs> yeah, that's what you're getting off of it? Kind of. It's it's a very strong smell. I would, I would, I would, maybe not diesel, but strong like diesel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not really, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. You sure you're not having a gas leak at your, uh, in your barn there? Well, we're on oil, so I have nothing to worry about there if I smell diesel fumes. Unless you're attempting a insurance fraud project. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Just like our last episode, <laughs> I want to dive right into this review, Manny. Dive into it, baby. All right. So this is a review on Leaf Enthusiast. Um, I do not find the reviews typically to be too bad. Um like not too far off base, but uh, I thought it was a solid review, so uh, I figured I'd throw it in there. Um, they do go over like the color, like the pre-light, kind of the flavors coming off of it after clipping it. Um, subtle notes of cocoa powder and cedar. Um, I do feel like I don't know that I have often tasted cedar in a cigar, so I do wonder if some of that flavor just gets in there based on how long you keep it in your humidor, if it kind of pulls in some of the flavors of the cedar that's in the humidor. So this has been uh, – these cigars have been sitting in a humidor for about how long? I've had them for probably, I don't know, six months. 
and they were probably in the smoke shop where I picked them up for, I mean, maybe a, a month at tops before that. So they've been sitting for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Um, but uh, I, I mean, once again, I'm picking up a ton of spice. I don't know if you are also. It's just like a dry, spicy taste. I mean, I love it. But uh, it does seem like a spicy cigar to me, at least. A little bit. It, it's not too spicy to me. Um, it's got that nice oily wrapper where your spit is all beating up on the, uh, on the oh, end yeah. there. You oh, can sp- yeah. spit on it all you want and it'll just fall right off. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, not too peppery. No, not too bad. Um, so yeah, so this review is by a gentleman named David Jones at Leaf Enthusiast. Wait, we're he sounds right familiar. Flavor. David Jones. Have we read him before? Um, I think I've read The Leaf Enthusiast before. Okay. All right. Keep going. I don't, I don't know. So here we go. Firing up the B-O-T-L, Brothers of the Leaf is what that stands for. Oh. I got cedar and earth up front along with vegetal and pepper spice <laughs> coming in from behind. Did he write vegetal? <laughs> vegetal. I don't yeah, like vegetal that word. Vegetal and pepper spice coming I in from behind. I, I don't like that word. And slight cocoa powder notes on the finish. The nose has black pepper and dark coffee. The coffee flavor crept into the palate flavors as the third as the third went along until it was fairly dominant. Huh. All right. It's fairly short. All right. The second okay. third started out with what with that coffee bean flavor up front, with earth and wood notes coming in behind. The pepper had surprisingly almost ceased at this point, while the huh. body remained at medium to full. Um, and the last third, which obviously we're not even close to this, uh, the last third offered up more coffee bean flavor with earthiness and woodiness hanging on steadily. There was a little return of pepper spice, just enough to give a bump. That's it. That's it. Oh, okay. That's what I got. All right. Is that, (laughs) I'm telling you, there's not a ton of reviews. Unless you had had one, but uh, but I do have one other review we could go through, but uh, but it's it's a lot wordier, a lot Hon- wordier, Manny. Honestly, I found some, but I have to be honest, the ones that I read are not funny enough to read. They're kind of right on point. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the things, some of the reviews on this one. Maybe it's because only discerning people buy them. But uh, some of them are pretty brief. I taste, you know, tobacco, leather, maybe some cinnamon, nice full-bodied cigar, good goodbye or something like that. Well, um, I do. Th- I mean, my next, I do have one other review, and it is a funnier review than the one I just read. Give it a go. I'll while you're doing that, I'll see if I can top you, but I don't think I can. All right, all right. Here we go. Once the cap is clipped, there's a soy-like note with a touch of burnt molasses on the cold draw, along with a hint of ginger. Wow. The aroma of the foot has more ginger and a touch of mild wasabi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which has put the urge for sushimi in my head. Oh, wow. Once the cigar is toasted and lit, which took a while for the initial notes, are that of birch. So he's saying it quickly transitions from soy sauce Ginger, wasabi, to, to birch. birch. <laughs> I yeah. don't taste to birch. any of that. That doesn't make any sense to me. 
He he then says, maybe this is where I'm getting. The, maybe, maybe he's getting this from that dry sensation I'm feeling. Because he does say, um, moving on to the first third of the cigar, there are significant notes of birch along with a salty component reminding me of soy sauce. There are some burnt molasses that serves as an afterthought along with pistachio (laughs) shells. It serves as an afterthought. That's how the roller intended it. Yep, along with the pistachio shells. Not the nut, but the shells. (laughs) Retrohale loaded with pepper. That singes the sun, the nostrils. Is he? Uh, okay. Oh my! He does go into. Uh, he goes into the second third, bringing up birch again. Uh, talks about Turkish coffee. Um, it feels very sandy on the palate. There's also some no- leather notes in the finish that linger for quite some time. Um, and yeah, I mean more leathery, cedar, pepper. He doesn't mention his. Sushi he ate again prior to smoking the cigar. But yeah, so I, you know, that, that, that's a funnier one. I feel like that's a, you know, none of that makes any sense to me. <laughs> no, I found one. It's, it's not that good. It's not that outrageous, but it might be worth reading. This is, wow, this is from 2012. Apparently this was around back then. Um... I'm not sure. <laughs> well, he reviewed it. I thought so. it said the release of this. Oh, yeah, 2013. It was released in 2012. Yep. So this is Stogie Ninja. Um, says, let's see, aged for eight months. First, third, initial pepper blast that quickly smooths out. White pepper, semi-sweet chocolate, wood, and that lovely oily spice in the finish. Lick your lips delicious. Razor sharp burn and tons of creamy smoke. At an inch, ash holding up like a champ. And it's burned through the first wrapper split with no problem. Oh. Wow. Um, Actually reminds me a lot of the Dirty Rat, but a lot sweeter. That's him or you saying that? No, that's this is part of the review. Oh, gotcha. Um, this is fantastic so far. Bittersweet cacao and milk chocolate mix with wood flavor tinged with cedar. Mm. <laughs> Quite sweet. Tons of flavor. Why do they always divide it into thirds, by the way? I don't know. I was wondering that actually in our last episode, and I didn't bring it up. That doesn't... Uh, they all do it. This one's in thirds. First third, second third, final third. But uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have never thought to do that. How would you have broken it up then, Manny, if you were writing a review? Tenths. Hmm. I'd do 30 seconds, personally. I'll break it up into eighths be a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a review dealer. Mm. Boom. All right, you want to hear his riveting second third review? I'd, I'd love to hear his second third review. He goes on as he enters the second third. This reminds me of a number nine with its cool flavor profile, but with more wood and less cedar. Coco dies a bit as the second third hits, and the wood picks up. Flavor is almost chewy. Rich tobacco picks up too. Black pepper in the background. Nuts and espresso in the retrohale. Got a hint of Nutella in one retrohale. Ooh, I'm only one. Just one. 
I'm having to when he was eating a spoonful of Nutella. Yeah, <laughs> I think the roller also intended that. Let's put a, just a splash of Nutella in there. <laughs> I'm having to smoke this slowly, or it gets a bit harsh, which I find to be the case with most Lanceros. Oh, he smoked the Lancero version. Gotcha. Um, ash continues to hold for about one inch at a time. The split in the middle has puffed open now, and I'm Ooh. a bit concerned about how that Ooh, will develop. I, yeah, I would be too. Hmm, yeah, it sounds bad. Yeah. Flavors are medium to full. Strength is medium. Cocoa picks up again black and white pepper and wood remain the dominant flavors with sweet, cool earth for the remainder of the second third. Wishing that oily spice on the finish will return, but aside from that, it's perfectly satisfying. Burned right through mm. the larger split without issue, which I'm grateful for. Nicotine kick it hitting now too. I feel very, wow. very relaxed. Wow. And he's having some typing issues now, probably related to the nicotine. Uh-oh. He might be having a uh, nicotine overdose. Or a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> final third. More of the same wonderful deliciousness. I always struggle with describing the final third of cigars because I've already described the cigar at length. <laughs> Suffice it to say, the same flavors continue. So why not split it into two? Dude, I don't First know. First half and second I half. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> And I nubbed it until it gets too hot to handle. Conclusion, Ooh. this cigar fits right in with other Liga Privadas. I know it doesn't carry the Liga Privada, a Pricada name, and it's not quite <laughs> as stellar as the number nine or the Dirty Rat, but it has the same core elements. Strength, full, chewy flavor, voluminous smoke that I've come to expect from all Drew Estate cigars, and especially... Or, and specifically from all legal provadas while still being a bit different. I very much enjoyed it. The only drawback was that it did seem a little rough around the edges. I'm not sure if the cigar will simply round those edges out with age or if it's the Lancero size, as I tend to get a slightly rougher smoke with Lanceros. I don't know what he's talking about. What is a rougher no. smoke? I don't know what that means. Okay, well, it's rough around the edges, I guess. Yeah, um, like it's like it's cursing. Like it's a box press? <laughs> telling telling dirty jokes and cursing? <laughs> yeah. Getting written up at work? You never know what it's going to say. <laughs> all right. Blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. That's all blah, I got. Blah, 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 blah. That's all I got. Hmm. Well, how are you personally feeling about this cigar, Manny? Oh, I like it a lot. Um, now entering I, the second third for me? Yeah, this is about the second third. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, the ash is very, very white. It is. And it's still sticking on there. Yeah, I've, I've, ta I've tapped mine off a couple times. Tap that ash. I've tapped my ash, yep. <laughs> I've tapped your ash, too. <laughs> now, I made a really good decision here. Um, yes. And I took a gamble because I'd never tried the cigar. I paired it with something, and I'm very glad that I did. Let me guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tequila? No. <laughs> I'm just poking fun. That's a racist. Um, like, I'm pretty sure you've had tequila in every episode lately. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. Here, I'll give you a clue. Ready? Yes. That was it. What it sounded like. <laughs> oh, is it a drink? <laughs> well, yeah, it is, actually. Wow. Right on. It's Grand Marnier on the rocks. How is that supposed to be a hint for Grand Marnier on the rocks? Well, I mean, that was what I was sipping, so... Oh. That's what Grand Marnier sounds like when you sip it. 
Oh, wow. Mm. Let's see if you can guess what I paired mine with. Okay. <sighs> no, nothing? A big gulp? Uh, no, it's just water. <laughs> Are you drinking out of a straw? <laughs> no, I just wanted to make some extra noise for you. Oh. Trying to oh. help you out, you know? That's what she said. Yep. All right. So I have some discussion topics that we need to get into. Um, I don't necessarily have a beginner's topic for smoking cigars. Do you have any, Chase? Um, no, not okay, really. Okay, great. Then here's one. I do one. think, well, hold on. Before you get started. <laughs> okay. I think it's important to put in your little uh, book of notes that I'm sure you have sitting there in front of you like a true nerd. Correct. Um, that we did talk about the idea of discussing what got us into starting this podcast. So I think that we should, you know, slip that in anywhere that you feel comfortable, you know? Oh, <laughs> are, are we Are we finished? No, that's the next segment. That introduces oh, oh. the next um, discussion part. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to play it again? Yeah, yeah, you should probably do it again. Random crap. All right, so why did we start this horrible podcast that no one listens to? Oh. Are you asking me, or are you just, like, introing yourself? No, I'm at... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you. Why do you think we started this? So... Uh, so as as anyone who's been listening or has forced himself to catch up on all of our episodes, or is in the um, hospital and has nothing better to do, <laughs> and, yeah, and they're and they're currently in a coma, and someone forced earbuds into their ears and is just playing this nonstop for them. That's nice. First of all, I apologize, um, and when you wake up, don't just come after us. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, as as many of you might know, Manny and I have been. Uh, at least acquaintances, but mostly friends for quite some time. Um, mm. I really don't want to do the math, but it's been it's been over twenty years, Ugh, um, yeah. and we've done lots of stupid things in our times. Um, yep. And not that I, not that not that this is stupid, but uh, once I moved away from New York, I feel like uh, Manny and I started uh, sharing cigars with each other. We'd ship cigars. Oftentimes, we would try and pick some cigars that we didn't think the other person had, but we'd often just double up on those cigars so that we could um, kind of do this exact same thing, but without anyone ever knowing it. <laughs> so we would get on we the would, phone, we'd smoke the same cigars and look up reviews and then just discuss what we were smoking. Yeah, and just laugh about dumb reviews and how and we couldn't taste those things. what's great about it is you end up discovering new cigars because we're each trying to find one that the other person hasn't tried. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Um... I think uh, part of the reason, I mean, did, wh- who was it? Me pushing the idea of doing a podcast. So I think what happened is one of us at one point in time said, "Wouldn't it be funny if someone could hear our conversations?" Which probably everyone um, has said because everyone thinks they're hilarious. But yes, yeah, but we're the only ones that actually went as far as to assume everyone else would think we were hilarious. Yeah, we have that much of an ego, so we thought, of course, yep. yeah, other people would love us too. Yeah, so I think at one point in time, we joked around about how we should record our conversations so people could listen to them. And then I think I jokingly said, yeah, we should do a podcast. And then that's when Manny got it in his mind that we should do a podcast. <laughs> and I, I want to say it was at least, I mean, nine months 
I say nine months because, you know, that's roughly how long it takes to make a baby. That's gestation, gestation period, yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, it could take only moments to make a baby, but yes. <laughs> well, that's conception. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm just, you know, I want to cover all – I don't want to lead anyone astray if they're wondering how that process happens because <laughs> um, that would anyway. be a tiring nine months. But anyways, <laughs> um, I believe uh, it was probably at least – 30 times that you then mention when are we going to start a podcast? Mm-hmm. When are we going to start a podcast? And a couple times we even looked into how to start a podcast and then let months go by before we ever did anything with it until we just finally were like, all right, screw it. Let's do it. The hardest thing since we started just recording these conversations has been getting good audio quality because we're in different locations. Yeah. So there's some podcasts where they record off Skype or some other media and the audio always sucks. Uh, yep. So it's just been difficult. So we we don't really have a budget. We don't make any money doing this. So we're trying to yeah. get by. I mean, with... believe it or not, like this is not our profession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if so, if you might be surprised to hear that. Yeah, you might be like, well, you guys clearly should change your careers and, and smoking full, cigars, full time podcast, <laughs> smoking cigars, and making ill prepared, crappy recordings is not my full time gig. No, <laughs> I'm much worse at my regular job. Well, you and I have been smoking cigars for 20, 21 years. Yeah, 23. No, 21 years. 23 for me. 23 and me. And uh, <laughs> we uh, thought people take themselves too seriously in these reviews. And yeah. people... When they get into smoking a cigar, they take it too far for it to be enjoyable, in my opinion. The point of smoking a cigar should be to relax and enjoy it. Some people get like really passionate in their well, like what they write as the reviews, and if you go on YouTube, they've got the. I can't do that. I can't do the watching the video reviews. I can't do it. I haven't watched a single one. I can only read them. Yeah. I don't want to watch another man smoke or another woman or whoever smoke a cigar and talk about it. That does not appeal to me at all. Yeah. Podcasts about cigar smoking, um, I'm on and off about. Um, there was one called Dog Watch Podcast, and they were pretty good. I haven't gotten into one since. But we thought people take themselves way too seriously. We should blow up people's spots that write silly reviews about cigars publicly. And. Yep. We, yeah, like you said, we're always sharing and exchanging and shipping. I mean, not shipping because that would not be legal, right? That's right. So we gift each um, other cigars. Well, that's, actually, that's actually mixed reviews on that, Manny. You've been told that that wasn't legal, but I tell them every single time that it's cigars and no one cares. Where, did, did, I, went into, did, I went into UPS and they wouldn't let me ship it when I said it was cigars. So I went to a different UPS store and just told them it was a box with stuff in it. <laughs> Yeah, I've gone into UPS and someone was like, hey, what are you shipping? And I was like, cigars. And they're like, oh, sweet. Oh, that's so. stupid, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you there. Well, anyway. Uh, I, you I, and I do I... have to say there are, two, there are two places where I have enjoyed watching fellas smoke cigars. And it's only because the guys, they used to be TNT Cigar Review uh, was the YouTube channel. And they do sell. They don't have a great selection online for buying cigars. But there are two guys who obviously had just been friends for a while that kind of just did this. But they just like kind of just 
BS'd and joked around and did funny. I think I've told you about like they did an episode to where they did like gas station cigars and they just like cigar after cigar just lit up horrible crappy cigars and reviewed them. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um and just did like like they do like pipes versus cigars or vape versus cigarettes and like just random stuff. Um so I always enjoyed them and then uh they ended up kind of splitting off and there's another guy who does cigars daily who is not as good now that he's lost his partner. But uh but yeah, I mean that those guys I've enjoyed but only because it's you know it's like this. They're not taking themselves serious. They're literally just having fun cuz that's just what they would do if they weren't recording themselves doing it. Do you think we'll ever have to break up and like go our separate ways? I hope so. Like Opie and Anthony. Yeah, probably. Like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, like Thelma and Louise. Mm-hmm. Like Jekyll like and Bert Hyde. And Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Ooh. yes, uh, you and I giggle like children, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm supposed to have a, a job that uh, I'm professional and always uh, precise in how I speak to others, um, whenever I talk to Chase, I'm uh, I'm a 13 year old again. I'm glad I can bring that out in you, Manny. I'm glad I can. Doesn't take much. No. Just so, a little tequila and a cigar, I guess. Wait, did you? And I did this last time. Did you tell me what you're drinking already? <laughs> I'll let you find out if you listen to this episode. Oh yeah, you did. I remember. <laughs> it's a really, it's a rough one. Yeah. Well, I didn't remember because it wasn't interesting. Water. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking a break from alcohol. Um, not because I feel like I'm addicted to it, but because I, I know I mentioned it in the past. I had a very long, long, long gout attack. Um, so yeah, I just was like, you know what? I think I'm good for a little while. Alcohol is one of my big triggers, you could call it. So I figure why not just drink a giant glass of water in the same time it would take me to drink a couple fingers of bourbon. Let me ask you that you, because you have arthritic gout, um, Mm. would you rather over the course of one month train and have to run to the best of your ability a marathon or... Every day, eat a serving of liver and port wine. Hold on. Time out. Sure. Both of those things will cause gout for me. Correct. <laughs> so are we assuming that if I'm running and training for a marathon, I will not have gout? But no. if I'm eating liver and... Oh, then I'll go with the liver and port wine. <laughs> I'm going to get okay. gout either way. <laughs> would that, what, what would be worse for the gout, though? Like running or eating crap? Um... Probably running, honestly. Oh, okay. So you made the right choice. Good job. Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, have some. I oh, might just ahead. be saying that, <laughs> but because uh, liver and port wine sounds delicious. Uh, I did have. I brought some venison pate yesterday to work, mm. and uh, only two other people enjoyed it. Oh my! Some people were freaked out about it. Does that mean only two other people tried it, or other people tried it did not enjoy it? Two people tried it, and the two people that tried it enjoyed it. See, I feel like that's typically how it goes when you uh, offer up pate to someone. You you have to with the venison pate. You can only have a, a little bit to start if you're not used to it. It when I made it last time, I had like two big spoonfuls, and I felt oh. a little sick. Yeah, it's pretty rich. <laughs> it's very rich. 
Um, it's pretty much just bacon fat and sherry wine and shallots and liver all mixed up into a mush. Yeah, I think I, I, think I converted half of my in-laws um, at Christmas this past year. Um, with, uh, with, it was chicken liver pate, but uh, all of them were like, no, thank you. And then I convinced everyone to try them. About 50% kept going and enjoyed it. So. Oh, well, chicken liver is really mild. I mean, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's delicious. Yeah. yeah, it is. Also um, not good for gout. <laughs> right. Um, so I have some news uh, articles I think you might be interested in hearing. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Okay. First of all, we're smoking a Drew Estate cigar. We're big Drew Estate fans. Drew yep. Estate announces the 2020 Barn Smoker dates. Oh, Manny. Jonathan Drew, president of Drew Estate, um, announces this year's Barn Smoker events. Now in its sixth, sixth running year, the Barn Smokers... <laughs> man, I'm having a tough time. <laughs> The Barn Smokers (laughs) will start in May and run through October at tobacco farms in Florida, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Kentucky, and Louisiana. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so May 16th, Claremont, Florida. July 25th, Strasburg, Pennsylvania. I've been through Strasburg. August 8th, South Windsor, Connecticut. September 26th, Hopkinsville, Kentucky. And October 24th, Convent, Louisiana. Uh, A standard admission ticket includes a fully catered meal, liquor tastings, and a voucher to purchase 10 cigars for the price Mm. of $10. Tickets are also available with various tiers that include exclusive merchandise and special access. The VIP experience ticket, which is already sold out for each of the five events, why are they advertising it, includes an invitation to an intimate dinner hosted by Jonathan Drew, Willie Herrera, Pedro Gomez, and the entire Drew Estate team. Three rare Drew Estate cigars and more. The VIP swag ticket comes with exclusive Barn Smoker merchandise. Blah, 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 blah. Ooh, the Barn Smoker also raises awareness for Cigar Cigar for Warriors, a charity that provides premium cigars and accessories for U.S. troops in active service. If for more info, go to barnsmoker.com. Manny. Yes. It's a hundred bucks a ticket. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, what's closest? I guess well, would it be Strasburg or South Windsor to me? Um that's a good question. I'm just looking at August tenth date. I'm just so everyone knows my schedule. I will be uh an hour and a half from Connecticut on that date. Yeah, but I don't know where South Windsor is. Google Maps it, man. Ah, later. Um, I got kids. I don't know, man. We'll see. Oh, but that's a well, great price. Yeah, it is. hundred bucks. That sounds like fun. I would go if it was nearby or if I'm able to get there. I'll be there. Yep. You also, here it goes. You will also receive the voucher. 11 cigars for $10. That's not what I read from Cigar Aficionado. Well, this is from barnsmoker.com, the official website. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. They also do raffles. You can buy a raffle, one ticket for five, ten tickets for 20, or 75 tickets for 100. Um, hey, I'm, I might go to this whether or not you're in. Dude, what, what, wait, but how? I, we got to look at this later. You and I got to talk. 
Yeah. Well, sorry. Right. I went on a little trail. You got me excited with that with that news. All right. Um, I have another news article that you might uh, appreciate for different reasons. Yeah. Rocky Patel to launch official smoke for Cigar Smoking World Championship. Oh. The qualifying <laughs> sounds like so- something Rocky Patel would do. So I have I have no idea what this is. Let me. We're gonna read. be the I best. Have, I haven't even read this article. Hold on. Mm. This <laughs> thank you, Grand Marnier Thank you for sharing your slurping. Is perfect with the cigar. Mm. All right. The qualifying dates and locations have have been set for this year's Cigar Smoking World Championship, an international oh competition where contestants. Test their metal to see who can smoke a cigar for the longest without relighting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and now we know what cigar competitors <laughs> will be smoking. Cigar maker and event sponsor Rocky Patel has announced a special line for this year's tournament, fittingly called <laughs> Cigar Smoking World Championship. Hey, Manny. What? I think I know what the real test is. What's that? It's not so much that who can keep it lit for the longest, but who will actually continue to smoke that nasty thing. Well, <laughs> well, is I I have never I'm heard out. of mine's this. out. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I've never heard of you. This. Just lit it, sir. Now I'm good. <laughs> I honestly wish he came up with a different name for the cigar other than Cigar yeah. Smoking World Championship Cigar. Yeah, yeah. Guinness Book um, World Records, baby. So the point is to see how long you can smoke a cigar without having to relight it. Yes. I bet I do really well at that. Does it give details on how big this cigar is? Uh, yes. Hold on. Uh, while competitors will attempt to smoke their Rocky Patel cigar as slow as possible, consumers who just want to enjoy the new cigar can do so, as the brand is expected in stores by the end of the month, of course. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, why do that without a marketing opportunity? The Cigar Smoking World Championship line will consist of three sizes. The Mareva, measuring 5 and 1 8 inches by 42 ring gauge, retailing at $8.75. The Robusto, a 5 by 50, uh, which retails at $9.75. And a Toro, a 6 by 52, retailing at $10.75. The cigars feature a Mexican wrapper, Nicaraguan binder with Honduran and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos. I assumed they're tobaccos. They could oh, The official Whoa. size Oh, it's tobacco in there. Thanks for specifying. The official size that will be smoked at the competition will be the Mareva, which is the 5 and 1/8 inch by 42 ring gauge like Corona size. What? The Mareva <laughs> it's will like be a 30 shipped. minute event. Well, hey, maybe you're not a champion, you know, for some that might be like a 3 hour smoke. Yeah, true. Now, Maybe that's a smoke break. Now, I'm wondering, though, are there ways to cheat? Like, can you have, like, someone with a really hot magnifying glass nearby relighting it for you as it goes out? Or can you have someone with a really hot laser, like, shooting a light towards the end in case your cigar goes out? <laughs> I don't know that they've even thought that far ahead. Or can you, like... I don't know. Have some artificial smoke while you're just pretending like it's still lit and then quick light it again. Wait, is the idea to also keep it lit the longest too? Yeah, it says without relighting, you have to be smoking the longest. Oh, okay, I see. So I thought it was relight. like whoever could smoke it the longest without it going out. So I was like, that's a dumb competition. 
Well, no, it I mean, is. I just lit this cigar an hour ago, and it hasn't gone out. What do you mean? But but they're saying it also has to be like last person standing too. Yeah. So so two from what I understand, two criteria. You can't relight it, so you can't. There's no touch ups. I'm guessing. Yeah. And no relights, and yes, you have to make it last as long as possible. All right. See again, I think that kind of that might be fun, but that might just take away from the fun of smoking a cigar the way I want to smoke a cigar. <laughs> yeah. All right, the Mareva will be shipping to retailers in 10-count boxes, whereas the other two, Vitolas, will ship in 20-count boxes. That way you can get your practice. Let's see. <laughs> I'm training. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'll train for that marathon. I'm in training camp right State. now. <laughs> the competition was founded, oh, here's some history, in 2010 Ooh. by Marco Bilic, or Bilich president and founder of Cigar Club Mareva in Split, Croatia. There will be qualifying events in over 30 countries, culminating in the winners competing at the World Championship in Croatia. Whoa. Last year's, listen to this, listen to this. Last year's champion, Oleg Pedan of St. Petersburg, Russia, kept his cigar burning for a total of three hours, 26 minutes, and eight seconds. (laughs) <laughs> for a similar size? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, we could we could look up the 2019 Cigar Smoking World Championship cigar. Right. I don't know. You know what? Now I feel like a fool because that's, that's a magic right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that cigar would, would probably last me 45 minutes if I was smoking it just regular. Hold on. I can... Uh, Tops. Are you... Are, well, we could look up what the 2019 cigar was. But he gives a bunch of dates for the Cigar Smoking World Championships. There's different locations, I guess, where you can participate. Uh, for a complete listing of the competition rules, prizes, and international dates, please visit cswcworld.com. I won't be doing that. No? No, but I will be checking out the Barn Smoker dates. Hold on, let me see what the 2019 World Cigar Smoking Championship was. Petite Corona. <laughs> Cigarolo. Cigarillo. <laughs> Should I just fill in this time with nonsense? Oh yeah, like usual. <laughs> yeah, I'll just continue on with any topic we're gonna discuss. Sure. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. Uh oh here it is, here it is. Oh that's twenty eighteen. Cigar Smoking World Championship 2019. All right, so this is on. Oh, this is on their journal on their web page. Wow. Uh, trying to find the cigar. Shoot, they don't have it. But yeah, it doesn't look very big. <laughs> they have a picture of someone smoking it. Anyway, who knew? I didn't. It's ironic that the competition isn't like to make the best tasting cigar. No, because they wouldn't be in it. <laughs> we got to try Rocky Patel one of these days. Yeah, I guess we do. How's your I'm cigar, just... by the way? How's your brother of the leaf cigar there, buddy? Um, brother? It's delicious. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not as, as spicy as I felt like it was before. Um, it's mellowed out a bit. 
I still have like that really dry. I almost, I mean, I've drinking, I don't know how many ounces of water this is, this giant cup. So I don't think it's that I'm actually thirsty, but the cigar makes me feel like I'm really thirsty. It's just dry. You need some Grand Marnier on the rocks. Yeah. Uh, hey, for the record, Strasburg, PA. Strasburg. Yeah, whatever. July 20th. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you and I both have birthdays around that date. Oh. And that how, is only two and a half hours from me. How far from Rochester? Well, I guess probably longer than two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically just however long it takes yeah. you to get here from Rochester minus two and a half hours. <laughs> so about six hours. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Yeah, you never know. There you go. Birthday wishes. So this cigar... Um, yeah, it's mellowed out a bunch. Um, I'd still put it at medium to full. Yeah. Um, but it has kind of, uh, not a bad thing if it's too much, I don't like it, but it kind of has, um, I don't know if you're tasting this kind of that sulfury kind of eggy flavor. A little bit. Yeah. Yep. Not too much. Uh, I've said before, I taste that eggy kind of sulfury flavor in Brazilian tobaccos. Yeah. And um, it's interesting. It's 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 well blended, so I don't mind it. Um, but sometimes I've had some Brazilian cigars where that's overpowering. Yeah. But this yeah, is yeah. This is definitely not overpowering. It is. It's subtle. But do you taste that? I do taste it a little bit. Yeah. Are you just saying that to be kind no. to me? No. You I really mean, do I taste it. You're not lying. No fooling. Do I do I typically say things to be kind to you, Manny? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, I will lie to do the opposite. And in fact, I think I'm about entering the the last third here. Uh, yeah, I'm about three quarters of an inch from the band myself. Oh, you've you've gone faster than me. You're definitely not qualifying for the world championships. No, sir. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe if it was a uh, Rocky Patel, I could qualify. It's just that this one's so good, I want to keep smoking it. I wonder if they like make that blend <laughs> specifically to smoke long. Yeah, maybe. Excuse me. Oh, jeez. Excuse me. Uh. Hey, Manny, did you have one more news topic? I thought you said you had you had a few of them. Well, I had two. It? Oh, um, well, two would be a couple. Did I say a few? I, I believe you said a few. All right. Well, I can get a third if you want a third. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> I've got one right here. Oh. Are you In just fact, making I've this got up? No, I've got, let's see, two more, yeah, two more decent articles worth reading. One is, are you ready? Yeah, do it. New Cuban cigars coming in 2020. Oh, boy. And it's, or it's a celebration of anniversaries this year at the Habanos Festival, which we talked about last time where someone foolishly paid $2.6 million dollars for a Cohiba-filled humidor. Yep. Um, let's see. Oh, the showcase brand is Romeo and Julieta to mark this storied brand's 145th anniversary. Wow. This year, we'll see the Romeo and Julieta Linea de Oro, the gold line. So that's a new uh, Cuban line of cigars from Romeo and Julieta. Mm. And let's see, Monte Cristo had its 85th birthday this year, wow. and they're releasing. Congratulations, Monte Cristo! Congratulations, Monte! 
and they're releasing the Herederos, Herederos. Easy, easy. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> a six and three-eighths inch by 47 ring gauge cigar that comes presented in a heavily varnished 20-count commemorative humidor. These wow. will be sold exclusively at La Casa del Habano and Habano's specialist retailers. Wow. Mm. There's a few others. There's new ones from Juan Lopez, Partigas, Bolivar, Hoya de Monterrey. Um, they all have like a new line this year. Nice. Pretty cool, man. I'm going to be yeah, on the prowl man. for Cubans in April. Yeah, you will. In uh, the island of Nassau, Bahamas. Oh, yeah. Watch out. I, I purchased some delicious fakes there. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably mostly fakes to be found in the Bahamas. Yep. So I've done a little bit of reading. I haven't done a ton of research yet, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I got a, a three-hour or a four-hour layover in Nassau before I fly to one of the other islands in April. And if I can make it, I've heard that the cigar store in the Atlantis um is one to go to for real cubans yeah it's very very pricey in there is it really did you go oh yes yeah we went when we took a cruise down there okay i immediately laughed and walked out (laughs) really (laughs) yeah i mean even just non-cuban cigars there were at least no i i'm I'm not even joking triple the price of what you'd pay at home shit i mean shoot so i gotta look (laughs) i gotta look and see um, where is a place to go? Because the only other place I could find... I mean, there's Great Cliff Cigars. Which you're not going to get Cubans, but they are good cigars at a good price. Are they a good price? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they're fairly priced, considering uh, the history behind Great Cliff. What does that mean, considering the history behind Great Cliff? I seem to remember you saying they were a little on the pricey side. Um, I mean, I think I had a $100 budget when I went in there. And I walked out with probably... I don't know, nine cigars. It's not too bad. No. I mean, they're roughly like 10 to $16. I did buy one that was that was a little pricier. Um, and they had like a deal by X amount of sticks, get one free and all that kind of stuff. But uh, so that, I mean, I mean yeah. that's an option too. It's just hard for me because I can buy a Grey Cliff normally. It's hard for me to justify doing that if there is a place to buy. Um, I, I really like... Yeah, I really like um, Monte Cristos, Cohibas, and Trinidad's are actually my favorite Cuban cigar line. Yeah, well, I'm sure you do some digging. I've got a buddy I could ask, too, that might be able to give a option for where to find Cubans there. Oh, yeah. Is that the same buddy that's going to give me some info possibly on Miami? Yes, sir. I would be very interested. You know, if this is the same individual you've talked about, we've talked about doing an episode on here with him, right? We have, yeah, and he said that he would be more than willing to. Maybe that would be good for you before that trip. That's because uh, he he has quite a few Cubans. Uh, is very good at picking out Cubans and knowing the difference between a fake and a real. Okay. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. I say we do it. We should get him on here within the next two weeks. We'll do uh, a show about Cubans because I, I used to know a lot more when I was in college. I did a ton of research figuring out like how to tell the difference in the stickers and the boxes. But yeah. things have changed since then, and that was a long time ago. So it would be good to get a little refresher. I think what we talked about doing is because he has so many real Cubans, you and I will probably smoke a fake one that we have, and he can smoke a real one. And we'll all review our, our fake or real Cuban cigars. Yeah, I believe you and I each have a fake bahiki 
Um, <laughs> he has a couple boxes of real bahikis. <laughs> so I think that it would be I've, – I've already pitched this to him, and he loved the idea of him smoking his actual bahiki while we're reviewing our fakes and then discussing <laughs> how to tell the difference. Let's do it. Pre-buying, that is. Let's do it. I like it. I do have to say, when you're there, there's a spot under the bridge that goes over to Atlantis. And, uh, and that's where I bought my fakes. And there was just a guy who was, he literally was walking around and saying, oh, bahikis. I think he said it was like 25 bucks a stick. You want bahikis? Coke? Weed, man? I already knew $25 a stick instantly it was fake. Because <laughs> it normally at least it. 50, right? Uh, oh, yeah, at least. Um, but, uh, but anyways, I, I, he came up to me and I looked at him and then I looked at the cigars and they seemed to be decent rolled cigars. So I said, I'll give, it, I'll give you seven bucks per stick. And he said, all right, I'll sell you three. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even, didn't even try and argue it. Yeah, um, he finally got, all, so finally all got a decent sucker to yeah, They're probably all Dominican, you know, Dominican tobacco, most likely. I've, you know what's funny? I've never had a bad fake Cuban. They're yeah. always like, okay. Like, they're not bad yeah. cigars, but they're definitely not real Cubans. Yep. Um, I've yeah. had, let's see, I've probably... Over the years, probably smoked through maybe four boxes of Cubans, like boxes of 10 or 12. Not a yeah. ton, but they by far have been some of my favorite smokes. Um, Cohibas and Trinidad's right up there. Yeah, I feel like the, I mean, I've bought lots of, when I was younger, you know, on trips to Dominican Republic or to Belize, bought what may have, but most likely were not real Cuban cigars. So I can't really count those. Um, I was younger, and I don't want to. I don't want to say dumber, but uh, less Young, experienced, dumb maybe. And less experienced. Rum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was the Bahamas. Um, oh yeah. But uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I've probably had uh, my first time ever really buying like a, you know, in my mind a significant amount of Cubans, which was like eight of them. Was uh, that trip I had taken to Israel, and. Uh, and every single one of those cigars were absolutely delicious. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Are you still smoking your brother of the leaf, brother? Yeah, I'm right about to the band. I think I'm I'm just about finished with it. Wow. Good for you. Mm, delicious. I've got, a, I've got a little bit more to go, but we could wrap it up. Yeah, well, based on the fact that if a if a new cigar smoker were to pick this up, it might be a little much. I agree. Um, I don't think this is one to toss someone who's getting into cigars or new to cigars. Yeah. Yeah, I picked this these up for I want to say about 10-11 bucks a stick. Um which I think is a very good cigar for 10-11 bucks. Yep. I definitely would buy him again. It's not too strong. You scared me with your description. This is this is totally doable. Well, I like to, you know, I like to just kind of inflate that a little bit. That way, it's not so bad. <laughs> I did prepare you for know? it. I took See? a dump. I had some tums. I drank a bunch of water. I was oh ready. My gosh, I feel like I'm talking to my grandmother. Really? Yeah. You talk to your grandmother like the way you talk to me. <laughs> oh, good point. This is way anyway. better of a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I seem way nicer now. <laughs> So yeah, this uh, this is delicious. Um, towards the end, let me see what flavors I'm getting. It got a little smokier, gradually. Yeah. Some cigars, you know, you get close to the band and it's like all of a sudden, like one puff later, it's done. It's like, oof, it just went too smoky all of a sudden. I put it down. Yeah. This one, 
is slowly getting smokier and smokier, and I like that because then I can kind of keep smoking until I feel like it's too strong and I'm going to put it down. Yeah. Finishes with a nice climax, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I feel like, you know what I'm really getting in this in this last third? What's that? Um, uh, notes of seaweed, <laughs> um, a little tuna. A little miso. A little wasabi, yeah. <laughs> a little touch of soy sauce on there. What was that and crazy? A little bit of pickered, pickled ginger. A little ginger. bit of refried beans. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, let's see. Seriously, I'm tasting. Um, what am I tasting here? It's called a cigar. Oh yeah. Um, I'll just getting smack. that wasabi too. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all those noises. I can't place it, but it it kind of does taste like. Um, like the cold brew coffee at Starbucks, just black. Yeah. Uh, like a you were describing a very dry taste, like a kind of a not bitter, but just not very sweet, right? Yeah. Yep. Which is funny because all the reviews say this is a super sweet cigar, which I don't understand. No, I don't feel like it's super sweet. Um, I do but, feel like I can't remember if it was our last cigar or the one before that that I was talking about my mouth watering while we were smoking it. Yeah. And this does the opposite. <laughs> sucks the moisture right out yeah i mean once again it's not like it's not bad it's just you know it's just a little bit of a just a sensation you get in your mouth it's like good cornbread that's right <laughs> or some cotton mouth if you will yeah i will so yeah i'm gonna keep smoking this for a little bit but it's getting stronger and i like that because i'll probably kick this in another 10 minutes and it'll be perfect this is nice this is great i would for are you serious 11 bucks yeah that's a that's a good price for this cigar. Old this Virginia, is, baby. Yeah, man. This is uh, if you're looking for a good smoke that won't disappoint. It's not too strong that you can't handle it if you're at least somewhat familiar with smoking cigars. Yeah, and it's it's not going to leave you disappointed. I'll say that. Yeah, I would love to try the Lancero actually, just to kind of get more of that wrapper feel, that wrapper uh-huh. taste. I mean, does Old Virginia Tobacco carry the Lancero? Um, they didn't when I purchased these. Um. And I want to say, I can't remember what the other one was. Maybe it was just a Corona, the smaller size. That's all I saw last time I was in there. But uh, you never know. They get new stuff all the time, man. Well, brother of the leaf, thank you for gifting me this, brother. Oh, anytime. Anytime. And uh, should we try and do the Cuban episode next, or should we do something else next? Oh, we might need, I'll, I'll check with his schedule. That, that might work out. I think I'm meeting with him at some point next week. Let's do it. To officially hand over those shelves. Oh, yeah, that's the dude you're making the shelves for. Yep. So, uh, so maybe it'll happen then, but uh, we'll, we'll get something on the calendar. If not, we'll just make something up before that. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Well, hey, why don't you play us out? I suppose I could do that. Peace, brother. Peace. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Good night.